Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Whatever time you're listening to this, please welcome to the Market Color Podcast. This is a weekly podcast that is focused on Kenya's financial markets with the aim of providing you, the listener, with an up-to-date overview of Kenya's financial markets. And we attempt to do this by reporting on the performance of the major markets, ranging from the money markets to the foreign exchange market and from the equity markets to the bond market. And in addition to that, we also cover any topical issues arising during the week. This week, we're reviewing the performance of the Kenyan markets during the 32nd week of 2022, and that is from Monday the 8th to Friday the 12th of August. And without further ado, this is your host, Jamuhuri, and together, let's dive right in. As usual, we start with the global markets and a look at the U.S. Consumer Price Index that measures the prices that consumers pay for a variety of goods and services. And this rose by 8.5% in the month of July as compared to a year ago. The pace of inflation appears to be slowing down compared to the previous month of June when inflation peaked at 9.1%. However, despite the deep in inflation, which was mainly due to a drop in fuel prices, inflation still remains elevated and way above the Fed's comfort level of 2%. Excluding food and energy prices, the core consumer price index rose by 5.9% annually and 0.3% monthly. The inflation report was also good news for workers, who saw a 0.5% monthly increase in real wages. On Wednesday, the Chinese released their data on Consumer Price Index, which hit a two-year high of 2.7% in the month of July. This rise in inflation was attributed to a 20% spike in the price of pork, which is a staple food in China. The UK economy contracted in the second quarter of 2022. Official figures published on Friday showed that the UK's gross domestic product shrank by 0.3% in the second three months of the year. This comes after GDP expanded by 0.8% in the first quarter. Just last week, the Bank of England warned that it expects the UK economy to enter a recession in the fourth quarter of this year and projects inflation to peak at above 13% in the month of October. UK's economic growth is stagnating as the economy faces challenges from a severe real income squeeze on the back of elevated inflation and higher interest rates. Moving over to the U.S. stock market, stock prices rose sharply on Friday with the S&P 500 recording its fourth straight positive week as investors celebrated signs that inflation may be cooling off. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was up 2.9% for the week to close at 33,761. The S&P 500 rose 3.2% for the week to finish off at 4,280. And the Nasdaq Composite surged 2% to 
to close at 13,047. In the U.S. bond market on Friday, the yields on the longer-dated U.S. Treasuries ticked lower as investors sorted through a busy week of economic data. The yield on the benchmark 10-year Treasury note dipped by 5 basis points to 2.84%, whilst the yield on the 30-year Treasury bond also ticked lower by 5 basis points to 3.1%. In the commodities market, oil prices plunged around 2% on Friday on relief that supply disruptions in the U.S. Gulf of Mexico would be short-term. In the meantime, concerns about rising inflation and interest rates and the possibility of an economic recession continue to cloud the outlook for oil demand. After last week's 14% tumble, Brent crude was on track for a 3.5% weekly gain to $98 a barrel. Whilst the U.S. benchmark WTI, that's West Texas Intermediate, was on course for a 3.7% gain to $92 a barrel. Marbon oil, which Kenya imports, increased to about $100 a barrel this week compared to $94 the previous week. The price of gold drifted higher on Friday, helped by a dip in U.S. Treasury yields. Gold was set for a fourth straight week of gains as investors took stock of the recent U.S. inflation data. The price of gold rose 0.6% to $1,800 per ounce and was on track for more than a 1% weekly rise. Moving over to the Kenyan markets, we start off with exchange rates. During the week, the Kenyan shilling remained stable against major international and regional currencies. According to the Central Bank of Kenya, the Kenyan shilling was exchanging hands at 119.24 versus the U.S. dollar compared to 119.03 the previous week. Against the sterling pound, The Kenya shilling was trading at 144.88 and against the euro at 122.34. And against the regional currencies, one Kenya shilling was exchanging for 32.37 Ugandan shillings, 19.56 Tanzanian shillings, and 8.63 Rwandese francs. Please note that whilst the Kenya shilling remains relatively stable in the short term, over the longer term, the Kenya shilling has depreciated significantly, especially versus the U.S. dollar. For example, over the past two years, the Kenya shilling has depreciated from a rate of 101.35 that was recorded on the 2nd of January 2020 to the current levels of 119.24 a decline of more than 17%. Looking at foreign exchange reserves, the usable foreign exchange reserves remained adequate at 7.68 billion US dollars, that is equivalent to 4.43 months of import cover. This is in line with the central bank's statutory requirement to maintain at least four months of import cover. However, we note with concern the significant decline in reserves 
from a peak of $8.81 billion recorded on the 30th of December 2021 to the current level of $6.8 billion, a decline of $1.13 billion in a period of just eight months. This trend is definitely not sustainable. Moving over to the money market, during the week, the liquidity situation in the interbank market deteriorated as tax remittances exceeded government payments. Commercial banks' excess reserves in relation to the 4.25% cash reserve requirement stood at 27.2 billion shillings. Open market operations remained active with the average interbank rate at 5.6% compared to 5.25% the previous week. During the week, the average number of interbank deals increased to 44 from 33, whilst the average value traded increased to 30.3 billion shillings from 20.9 billion the previous week. In the government securities market, the Treasury bill auction was held on Thursday, the 11th of August, and the central bank received bids totaling 17.4 billion shillings against an advertised amount of 24 billion shillings, representing a performance of 72%. Interest rates on all the tenors remained relatively stable, with a 91-day rate rising by 9 basis points to 8.56%. The 182-day rate ticked up by 3 basis points to 9.43%, whilst the 364-day rate remained unchanged at 9.92%. In the Treasury bond market for the month of August, the Central Bank of Kenya, acting as fiscal agent for the Republic of Kenya, is looking to raise 50 billion shillings for budgetary support and has invited bids for the following three bonds whose terms and conditions are as follows. The first is FXD1-2022-03 with 2.7 years left to maturity and a coupon at 11.76%. The second bond is FXD2-2019-10 with 6.7 years left to maturity and a coupon at 12.3%. The third bond is FXD1 stroke 2021 stroke 20 with 19.1 years left to maturity and a coupon at 13.44%. The treasury bonds are now open for sale until tomorrow, that is the 16th of August, and the auction will be held on Wednesday the 17th of August and results will be communicated and published on Thursday, the 18th of August. Moving over to the equity markets, during the week, the equities market was on an upward trajectory with the NASI, the NSC 20, and the NSC 25 gaining by 3.4%, 4.2%, and 3.6%, respectively. However, their year-to-date performance remains in the red with losses of 12.1% for the NASI, 6% for the NSC 20, and 9% for the NSC 25. The market performance was driven up mainly by gains recorded in large-cap stocks, such as Cooperative Bank that was up 7.6%, 
Absa Bank increased by 5.3%, Equity Group rose by 4.7%, and Diamond Trust Bank inched up by 3.6%. The turnover in the equities market declined by 33% to US dollars 9.1 million from 13.6 million dollars recorded the previous week. Additionally, foreign investors remained net sellers with a net selling position of $4.1 million from a net selling position of $4.3 million recorded the previous week, taking the year-to-date net selling position by foreign investors to $139.4 million. On Kenya's national debt, according to the Central Bank of Kenya, total government debt as at May 2022 stood at 8.56 trillion shillings, and this was equally divided between domestic debt at 4.27 trillion shillings and foreign external debt at $36.71 billion, which is equivalent to 4.29 trillion shillings. On the subject of debt, For a detailed analysis of Kenya's national debt, we would like to refer you to a special episode of the Market Color podcast that was published on the 4th of August. The podcast is entitled Kenya's National Debt and is available on all the major directories, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and Stitcher. Please be sure to subscribe and turn on alerts to be notified of new episodes. The topical issue this week is on the challenges awaiting the incoming president. As we continue to await the official results of Kenya's presidential elections, it is prudent to note that the winner of the elections will have some very difficult economic and political challenges to resolve. The country is struggling with inflation, which is driven up mainly by rising food and fuel prices. This has deepened the economic problems triggered initially by the coronavirus pandemic and more recently by the ongoing war in Ukraine. The election winner will have to juggle with issues such as the drought, massive youth unemployment, and stagnant wages for those in employment. In addition to that, there is also the issue of the unsustainable subsidies for maize flour and fuel, which are expected to end shortly now that the elections are over. The cost of fuel is likely to be exacerbated by a weakening shilling, whose real exchange rate remains debatable as companies such as Pwani Oil shut down operations due to a shortage of U.S. dollars in the market. The country is also grappling with a soaring national debt, which is a result of a borrowing binge driven by exorbitant infrastructure projects. As per the 2022-2023 budget, the country is projected to spend more than half of its tax revenues on debt repayment. That works out to about 1.39 trillion shillings in debt repayments. To understand the magnitude of 1.39 trillion shillings, that works out to about 3.9 billion shillings per day in debt repayments. In my view, the national debt will be the biggest challenge for the incoming president as it reduces our ability to allocate funds to development, which is the only sustainable way to create jobs and grow the economy.
that's my two cents for this week. And on that note, we come to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you for listening to the Market Color podcast. We hope that you found it to be useful and informative. And if so, please share it with a friend and help to spread the word around. We really do appreciate your assistance in this effort. And if you have any ideas or feedback on how we can improve this podcast, please feel free to reach me on the following email address. That's jamuhuriG at gmail.com. Jamuhuri spelled J-A-M-U-H-U-R-I. Once again, thank you for listening to the Market Color Podcast. I look forward to interacting with you again next week. And as I sign off, I want to share with you a quote by Henry David Thoreau that states, If one advances confidently in the direction of their dreams and endeavors to live the life which they have imagined, they will meet with a success unexpected in common hours. And until next week, have a fantastic week ahead and God bless you.